Hello. Welcome to this edition of Impact, where we share your remarkable stories of faith. You know, we proclaim and believe in the scripture of the great prophet Isaiah when he declared in chapter 12, verse 4, Thank the Lord. Praise His name. Tell the world, yes, tell the world of His wondrous love and how mighty He is. So stay with us and be inspired as we hear amazing stories that are sure to impact your walk with Christ. You won't want to miss today's program. And now, here's your host, Mike Gonzalez. Welcome to this edition of Impact, where we share your amazing stories of faith. On this program, we believe that your story of transformation through Jesus Christ can touch many lives. For more information on Impact Stories of Faith, visit us at impactministrysa.org. And now, our featured story of the week is LaDonica Williams. LaDonica, welcome to Impact, and I know that our listeners are in for an amazing story. At the age of 16, LaDonica Williams felt unloved. As a result, LaDonica fell into prostitution. LaDonica, take us back to your life as it was at the age of 16. At the age of 16, I was already on the verge of the inadequate. I I fell off into inadequacy. I felt abandoned and neglected. And the reason because of that was because my mom wasn't there. My dad wasn't there. And I grew up with my grandmother. And then I was put into the system. And I ran away from the system. And then I ran into a guy. And this guy, you know, he showed me the affection. He showed me the attention that, you know, I desired. And due to that, you know, I moved in with him. I ran away. And he immediately started talking to me about getting money and things like that. Any Anything, you know, that could keep me to by his side, things that would interest me, you know, getting my hair done and nails done. And so it started with that as a young girl. Now, LaDonica, mm-hmm. I can't imagine that at the age of 16, you would feel the feeling of being unloved. Now, how did that feel as a result as a young person and being feeling unloved by your parents? Honestly, I was frustrated. I was angry with everyone. I was angry with them. I was angry because I didn't have the truth nor the answers. And so as a result, a man comes into your life, wines and dines you, and things began to spiral out of control. Walk us through that. Well, after this, um, of course, I continued the life of prostitution, even after separating myself from him. Um, I got older, began to have children, and I ended up leaving them. Actually, I left them through the point of prostitution was became my life. It became, you know, the way I ate, the way I lived. It was how I continued on. It's how it you survived. Exactly. And tell me, tell me about that prostitution itself. Tell us what happens in your life as a result of prostitution. Actually, through prostitution, I began to get into dabbling into drugs. You know, um, I needed the drug a little more because... It helped me to stay up. It helped me to stay, you know what I'm saying, open to whoever and to whatever they desired. And so by that time, you know, as I was high and I encountered them, I became whatever they wanted and I gave them whatever they needed. And at the end, I got my pay or either my drug that of my choice. Prostitution. Tell us what that life feels like. Are you up all times of the night? Are you up all day? Or how is that life like? I was up all day and all night. 
because I had to take care of me. I didn't depend on nobody. I didn't look to nobody. So I would always go out and I would do my thing. And, you know, so that kept me up. And then also from losing my children, coming to find out the life that I started living and, you know, losing everybody around me, that that I had to stay high. I had to be numbed. I had to not feel what I was feeling. So therefore, prostitution was my means of getting my drug and so that I can be numbed to not think or feel. This was a way of life for you. It most definitely was. Now, you mentioned that you lost your children. Yes. How so? Due to my addiction, I come up with the idea, you know what, I'm not good for them. I can't take care of them. So, you know, I I called it on family members and they went with them. But it came to a point where CPS actually found me. We sat at a table. But in that time, they talked me into turning my rights over, which I wasn't knowledgeable of. But that's how it happened. Then I ended up losing my two month old daughter to death. And that really, really caused me to go head in with the drugs. Um, I've overdosed at least nine times. God had to bring me back to life because it was no reason for me to still be alive today. It had to be him. I'm truly grateful. I'm truly grateful to, to still be alive today. Right now. I've come close to death being with guys. And you, you, know? you, you mentioned that you overdosed nine times. Yes. I would wake up in the hospital room. I think for me, listening to your story, First of all, to know that you're dealing with these things at the age of 16. Right. You're a young person, a teenager, having to deal with abnormal circumstances. As a result, you went into having a relationship with a man, and which led to prostitution, and then with having children in your life. Tell us more about how your life was at this age. Wow, my life at this age was very tormenting because of the simple fact, you know, I, I never had a, it was never a dull moment. Things were always happening. People were dying around me. You know, I was always being attacked by dudes that, that was out there in the street. So I had to protect myself. I was always watching over my back, which is really not a cool way to, you know, to live. You know, I was always trying to fend for myself to eat or find me somewhere to lay. And then I was alone through this. And like I said, I was just, you know, hurting. I was just looking for love. And to have to encounter these things just as a young girl, you know, just looking for love. That's kind of something that people I'm sure are facing, but don't have the way out, you know. And I understand because I was her stuck there. And you mentioned that you felt alone. That word itself is very powerful to feel alone. Tell us more about that loneliness. The loneliness brought me to a place of, you know, where I didn't even I didn't even want to be around people because I was so alone and I was so used to it. I felt like it was a normal thing to the point where I didn't want people. And even when people would try to love me, people would invite me to church and things like that. I always, you know, kind of pushed it back because I felt like, well, I don't fit into that. It was so far from me because I was so used to being alone. And when you're alone, you don't have nobody. And it's not a great feeling because at 16, you need someone. You know, you need that mom. You you need that shoulder to cry on. And for some odd reason, I just begin to say things like, I'm going to be okay. Like, I would begin to encourage myself from out of nowhere. It just began to happen for me in that way. And I, I'm here. I'm here. Right. You know, I'm, I'm here. Yes, yes. And we're supposed to be a part of a family. We're supposed to be a part of a community, a part of a positive group, which you didn't have at the age of 16. Now, I want to go back to your prostitution. I want to hear uh, more in regards to 
how that life felt for you. I know that you were alone. You were fighting for your life in a sense. You had to eat. You had to live. Tell me more about your life as a prostitute. My life as a prostitute, it was it was devastating. But at the same time, at some point, I enjoyed it because it was, you know, all that I knew. It was my life. I would meet different guys. Um, I would begin to even live with them sometimes. And in, in the time that I was doing what I was doing, I wasn't really happy, but I had to choose to accept it. I had to choose, you know, to say, you know what, this is who I am. And I began to broadcast that a lot. I began to, you know, want people to know. I wanted them to know who I was. You know what I'm saying? I I wanted them to know so that they would be able to better help me to get what I needed. You know, I wanted them to go and tell the next person, as long as you take care of her type thing. It became like my media. It became my life. It became your family. It became my family. Yeah, prostitution became your family. Now, it was a way of life for you, but deep, deep inside, you were dying. Yes. Tell us about that. Well, I know that, honestly, I've come so close to a point of doing things and not protecting myself. And in the not protecting myself, I've come across so many different diseases that you can't wash off. You know, sometimes, you know, they tell you, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a gift to keep on giving. And in that, you know, I didn't feel like... I didn't feel like I had to stop. You know, it didn't scare me. It didn't bother me. You know, I felt like, well, if that comes, then then that comes. But that is not normal. You know, that's not a normal thing that should be okay with a young girl. It should not be okay. And and, and that lets you know that I was just so just, it, it was mine. It's all that I had. And so I gripped it with all that I had. It was a survival mode for you. Exactly. That's all you knew. And at the age of 16, to fall into this dilemma in your life, that was actually your family, the prostitution, the men, the way of life, the drugs in your life. Right. As a result, inside you were dying. Now, LaDonica, I can't imagine what what that means for a young person, much less anyone at any age, to go through the things that you went through. When we come back after this short commercial break, we're going to talk about the transformation process that would begin in LaDonica's life through the power of Jesus Christ. You won't want to miss this. We'll be right back with Impact Stories of Faith. Thank you for joining today's edition of Impact, where we share your remarkable stories of faith. If you have a faith-based story to tell or you'd like to share your story online, simply email Mike Gonzalez at impactstories.faith at gmail.com. That's impactstories.faith at gmail.com. On this program, we believe that your story of transformation through Jesus Christ can touch many lives. Today's program is sponsored by Sammy's Mexican Restaurant in Lavernia, Texas, where they have delicious breakfast and lunch specials to include my favorite, their great-tasting carne guisada. Come to Sammy's Mexican Restaurant located at 13520 U.S. Highway 87 in Lavernia, Texas, just 30 minutes southeast of San Antonio, and see for yourself why they're the best Mexican restaurant in Lavernia. And we're back with LaDonica Williams, who at the age of 16 felt unloved. As a result, she would fall into prostitution. However, LaDonica 
would have a transformation through the power of Jesus Christ. LaDonica, walk us through that time in your life through the power of Jesus Christ. Yes, Mike. It has to be only God because this was a Spanish Bible study that I end up stumbling into. Everybody around me spoke Spanish and, you know, they just kind of embraced me and told me to come in and have a seat. And so there I am in this Bible study where I don't understand nothing that's going on. But it, I know it was a Holy Ghost setup because of the simple fact I was able to sit down and be still. I was able to actually sit there and just act like, you know, I could understand what what was going on. For one thing, I can tell you that I could feel something that I have never felt before. I could actually feel that void and that love that I was looking for to begin to just be, begin to just like cultivate in me. There was something that was happening, something that made me be still, something that made me want more. And as they, they were speaking and as they were praying and things, you know, of course, I, I didn't really understand what was happening, but I understood that what was going on and what I felt I wanted. And by the time the end was done, when they were done with the Bible study, the, the guy said, hey, you know, there's a place you can go to change, you know, and he's like, do you want that? And, and I, I gave him a, a real, you know, sarcastic answer, like, what do you mean? Of, of course I want that. This is not the life that I want to live. I'm tired. I just remember continuing telling him, I'm tired. I'm just tired. And um, so, the very, that night, the lady even allowed me to spend a night in her house. If you would have saw me at that time, Mike, I wouldn't have been so inviting to, to allow, you know, to stay in, in my house. I wouldn't have allowed me to spend the night. But this woman, and, and I know that was God. Let me stay at her house the very next morning at 6.30 a.m. in the morning. They put me on the bus to San Antonio West. From Houston to From San Antonio. From Houston to San Antonio. And isn't that amazing that... That you're living this life of prostitution, that things are out of control, you're using drugs, you lose your children, you're dying inside. But then there comes the transformation through the power of Jesus Christ. You stumble, led to a Bible study in which you, you know not any Spanish, you're African American as, as a matter of fact. <laughs> But the power of the Holy Spirit leads you to to stay there and in turn this transformation begins. Tell us about this bus drive as you're departing Houston to San Antonio. Oh my God, let me tell you, Mike, I don't even remember the bus ride. I just I was so so foggy, you know, because you know I had used the night before, of course. And so by this time I'm still foggy. I'm not really, you know, coherent of what's going on. But I can definitely tell you what was going on as I showed up. As I showed up to San Antonio, there was a warm embrace, you know, as I go into this home and, you know, they're telling me about, you know, this one year commitment and, and how God is going to change my life and things of that sort. And you know what? I was crazy enough to believe it. I was crazy enough that there was a God in heaven who loved me, even in spite of the life that I was living, in spite of the hurt and the pain that I was introduced as a younger. I was crazy enough to believe what they were saying to me. And I stayed and I listened and, and they, you know, they gave me a little moment to myself to figure out, hey, is this what you want to do? Because I remember even in that moment, there was a battle. There was a struggle going on. And I was like, look, I've never made it. I've never been able to be still. And you're telling me a year commitment and, you know, that, that but God is going to change me. I've never been able to be still. Only way I can comprehend is, you know, doing drugs or, you know, even my psychotic meds. And they was like, let me tell you, there's nothing like the power of God. And it is going to be the power of God 
that's going to break the chains, even in your addiction, and even is going to heal your mindset, you know, because I was dealing with the mental, you know, and it was like, right. God is going to heal all that. We believe in you. We believe for God to, you know, change you. And so I was crazy enough to believe it, Mike. And these people who were speaking life into you were people of faith. Christians, these women were inviting you to live with them, to commit yourself for a year so that the healing process can begin. So then you find yourself in this home, this women's home here in San Antonio, Texas. Tell us what happens in this process. Oh my, God began to, like I said, I lost my daughter, but God began to, you know, heal my mourning. You know, I was just like overjoyed. And then I got baptized with the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit was all over me. I was so happy and I've never felt that before. It was strange, but it was good. It felt so good to me. It, it felt like I was home. You know, I had a place to call home. I had a family and God gave me everything, you know, that my heart desired as that young girl. He began to open doors. He began to change me. And and I can actually see it happening before me. It wasn't just words spoken. It was actually taking place. Our God is a God of action. Yes. And he began to restore your life. Things began to change as you lived in this women's home here in San Antonio, Texas. The addictions of drugs, the prostitution was no more. Tell us about the people who loved on you in this home. Oh, my goodness. My pastor, Pastor Juan Andrade, I love him so much. He's he's always believed in me. Even when I was wrong, he would always encourage me and tell me, you know what, Miha, I believe in you. You know, you got to get back in there. You got to just accept the love, you know. And he understood that it was hard for me to accept love because I never met love. I never knew love. And then Sister Linda, you know, that's his wife, and she embraced me as a mother. So there I am. Now I have a mother, you know. And then my, my home director at the time, Sister Amber, you know, she was there to embrace me and teach me and guide me and lead me to help me when it got, you know, a little hard yeah. when I felt like I wanted to give up, you know, so that a powerful team God yeah. has and allowed me to have and call mine. Right. And these people, faith loving people, people who, who love Christ became your family. Right. And right. still are yes. to this day that they help you and they guide you, mentor you and lead you. And when you're down, they pick you up. Tell us more about what this home does for the city of San Antonio. Oh, wow. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, uh, like I said, I've never been able to be still, but I have been there for three years, three years, and I do not have the desire to move. This home is so great because they accept you as you are. They love you through it, you know, because times get tough. Times get tough, but they love you through it. They carry you through it. They give you the word of God, which is word. the word of God is, is what we need. And they gave me that. They gave me that in the time where I felt depressed or, you know, and so they just took me in as I was and they guided me and they loved me. They helped me. They mentored me. And even still today, now, you know, they entrust me, God first, and, and then they, they could entrust me to, you know, be hands on in the lives of other women that came in just like me. So I'm, I'm so grateful for that. I'm grateful for the daily opportunities to continue to grow and to continue to see the miracle power and signs of wonders of our God above. That's beautiful, wonderful that we serve a mighty and powerful God. Now, tell us about the location of this place. Is there a web page? Suppose there's, there's someone out there today, a woman out there, maybe even a man who's struggling with addictions that's lost, that's, that feels what you felt before, alone, loneliness, maybe doesn't have a family and needs help today. How can they receive the same help that you received? 
Yes, of course. The church name is Victory Outreach, and we're located right here in San Antonio on the west side of a 631 San Bernardo. Our phone number for the office at the church is 210-432-5150. You can also look us up on Facebook at Victory Outreach San Antonio West. Our website is also VosaWest.com. We have a women's home. We have a men's home that is available. Our phone numbers are always on. They're never disconnected 24-7, any time of the night, even if it's just for prayer, even if you just want to come to the services that we have. Our women's home number is 210-438-5057. Again, that is 210-438-5057. And if you are a guy, if you are a woman, you can just call that number. Tell them what you're going through. They will. They don't have no problem with coming to pick you up right where you're at. You don't have to worry about what you don't have. All you have to do is just be willing. Trust and believe that God can turn around the life that you may be living all for his good and for his glory. I am so Honored to hear your powerful testimony and the love that you have for God now, that he's changed you, that he's transformed you. And now you're on a mission to help those who were in the same situation as you were many years ago. And I want to thank you for being here today to share your amazing story. Now, I know you sing for the Lord. You have a powerful voice and gift to sing. Can you share some of that with us? I don't mind. Okay, let's hear it. He wiped away my tears. He mended my broken heart. He's the answer to it all. Jesus. He wipes away all tears. He mends the broken heart. I found the answer to it all, to it all. Jesus. That was beautiful and thank you. We're so grateful and honored to hear your story and, and to know that, that he has restored you, changed you, molded you. And today you're serving the Lord. Thank you. Thank you, LaDonica, for sharing your story on Impact Stories of Faith. And if you, our listeners, would like to have a transformation like Donica in your life through the power of Jesus Christ, then simply say this prayer with me with all of your heart. God, I believe in your son, Jesus Christ, as the Savior of the world. And I confess that I am a sinner. And I ask that you forgive me and come into my life and make me new. If you said this prayer or have a transformation story to share, then visit us at impactministrysa.org. That's impactministrysa.org. I'd love to hear from you. I'm Mike Gonzalez. We hope you'll join us next time for another amazing story you won't want to miss. God bless you. Thank you for joining our program, Impact, where your testimonies are heard around the world. Please join us next week for another wonderful edition of Storytelling. Until then, God bless you, and remember, share your stories to impact those around you, and let us all go out as Jesus did and change our world. Hello, I'm Mike Gonzalez, and on behalf of our ministry team, we'd like to salute and thank our service members for their service to our country. And thank you for listening to Impact Stories of Faith. Does anybody want the Lord to make him over? Just begin to celebrate Jesus. Hallelujah. You know my heart.
Sing it, Lord, make me over. Lord, make me over. 